never been this bitch like I'm the one you bitch like Yeah, I'm the one you bitch like And I be talking shit like I ain't scared to lose a fist fight And she grabbing on my like Episode 13 of the Unwise Index starts down to episode 12. No, it's episode 13, man. Oh, it isn't? Is it? Episode 11, episode 12. It is episode 13. Inauspicious number right there, dude. Inauspicious number. That's why I didn't want it to happen. I was like, you can't have episode 13. We gotta gotta skip over it. We gotta skip skip over it. We gotta skip 13, dude. This is episode 14 now. Episode 14 of the Unwise Index starts right now. I am Akshay, joined by, as always, Monik. What's up, Monik? What up, what up? You know, we, y'all tell you what's up. This microphone keeps falling over. Like, it takes a genius to set up dude, a microphone Dude, it properly, seriously dude. does, man. I told you, you need to get a de- People get degrees to set up the mics, dude. That's true, man. I, it's like, it keeps, it keeps swinging all over the place. Like, the cable keeps falling out. I don't know what's going on. I, I could use an adult. I could use some help. <laughs> the engineering, engineering degree is coming to good use right now, yo. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, it's like tides go in, dude. Tides go out. I don't know what's going on. Um, all I know is if this microphone, like if you hear a loud thud and then you can't hear me anymore, you'll know what happens. Just letting you know. But I assume that your editing skills will take care of that, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. You know what it is. You know what it is. You running with Audacity these days? What are you running with? Yeah, I'm, I'm using Audacity. I'm using Audacity, a couple filters here and there, you know, a little normalization, a little compression. No big no deal. How do you like Audacity versus the other tools you have used? Because I don't, I have no conception of what's easier and what's harder in the podcasting space. You know, Audacity is like, it's there's not many things you can do with it. So it allows you to edit podcasts a little bit easier. You don't have to fiddle as much because there's very limited, there's constraints, right? It's not a full functioning audio work, uh, work tool, right? So I like it for podcasts. If you're actually like trying to mix music on it or anything like that, now it's useless. If you're trying to like lay down some sick beats, yeah. you better look elsewhere. If you're trying to lay down beats for our intro, yo, you shouldn't be using Audacity. Oh, man. Well, we're going to eventually have our own custom beats for our intros, so we got to start thinking about that. Um, well, yeah, our listeners our listeners have to send thinking. some beats if they're good. Yeah, if you have beats that you enjoy, uh, we will put them in the show if they don't suck. Yeah. Absolutely. How's your week been? How was your week? You know, this past week's kind of a whirlwind, yo. Like, yeah? Yeah. I mean, we've been... Uh, a lot of negotiating deals, deals falling through, deals coming in. You know, it's a emotional whirlwind. Uh, when the dust when the dust is settled, maybe we'll do a recap on everything. That might be an interesting episode. But yeah, things are going good. We're getting prepped for our Q two in the company, so we're doing a little tra- planning sessions next week, this upcoming week. So I'm pretty excited for that. That'll be good. And some of our remote employees are coming down to stay with us for the week, so that'll be fun. So nice. looking forward to the next week. But yeah, this week was just like a lot of a lot of busy work. That's why you saw a delay in uh, episode 12 coming up, you know. Yeah, we apologize for that. But, you know, sometimes hashtag life gets in the way, you know. Yeah, things to do, people to see, you know what I'm saying, you know. It happens. Yep. What about you? This week was also it's pretty, it was pretty intense. A whirlwind, I think, is a good way to describe it. Um, a lot of things happened. It was, like, generally a pretty productive week. But it was just, like, the days were long. There was lots of stuff to get done. Um, things were on fire in near perpetuity. But, you know, we made it. We're here on Sunday. We made it to the end of the week, sort of, or the beginning of the next week, depending on how you look at it. You put out them fires, though? Uh, still blazing a little bit. Still, still blazing. blazing. Yo, you, you call, your, call yourself the firefighter, dude. Get that fire extinguisher. 420 blaze it. 420 uh, blazing. 420 blaze it. I'll make shirts with that on it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good, though. It's good. Uh, this week, um, you know, it was sort of all made all the more, like all of the craziness that was going on. You know, and, and sort of work life and other stuff was made, I think, more incredulous or maybe more serene. Like it was sort of like a feeling of serenity to counterbalance it all. Yeah. But the fact that Donald Trump, you know, is inching closer to victory. It's like, you know, it doesn't even matter. It I will say we matter. called this like 10 episodes ago. 10 episodes ago, we said, you know, DT, he's he's going to make it. For people out there that are feeling like, you know, like Kanye says, like you feel like you ain't shit. You feel like your life isn't going that well. Like just remember it. Like just do you because at the end of this year, like the world's probably going to end anyway. Just just do you. <laughs> what is the what are the first signs? Uh, what, what actions do you think Donald's going to take the first day in office that are going to point to the world ending? He's going to make some great deals, dude. Gonna make some great <laughs> the, deals. the art of the deal, man. You talking about you talking about doing some deals? You said you were looking at some deals last week. Yeah. I think we all been looking at some deals in our own lives, but you know, I think he's going to show America how to do deals. You know, like yeah. how to do those deals. That was this great Gandhi quote. You know, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Then they sign your deal. Then they sign your deal. Then they sign your deal, dude. A new deal for America right now. A new, new deal, but not like that FDR deal. None of that. Mm -mm. Um, 
Mm-mm. He so he for those of you that have been living in a cave or outside of America, which might as well be a cave. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump has won. You know, won seven states, I believe, on Super Tuesday. Yeah. Two states yesterday. Um, Ted Cruz is kind of nipping at his heels. Marco Rubio, who he now refers to as <laughs> Little Marco. <laughs> Little Marco, <laughs> so good, dude. So good. So good. I love how he whipped that out on the stage too. It's not like he did yeah. that in his, one of his rallies and tested. He's like, he just did that cold on the debate stage. Like, okay, Little Marco. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but he's pulling ahead. He is, you know, like at this point, Mitt Romney. Uh, you know, the Mitster got up there, gave a speech and was like, yo, we got to band together to stop this dude. Yeah. Like, otherwise it's not going to happen. Yo, everyone's railing on Trump University, yo. Yeah. I mean, we're graduates of Trump University and that went pretty well. I thought it went pretty Bro, well. Look where we're at right now, dude. Look where we at. Five listeners already on the last episode? Yeah. We just put that thing up. Five listeners already. I mean- I mean, Trump's trying to, you know, be egalitarian about it, spreading that knowledge around and people are hating him for it. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get it either. I mean, the dude is just trying to make great Trump stakes for people, great universities for people, great hotels for people, great like everything. Like he's trying to he's trying to make high caliber products across the board. And sometimes those products won't make it. Sometimes those products will make it. But he's trying it. He's out there trying it. He's trying. And like great things don't happen unless you take risks. He's taking risks. Hashtag risk. I mean, he had, he had such a measly, you know, $1 million to $100 million to start with that like, I you know, like I... He's really a rags to riches story, and I think uh, we could all learn learn, learn a lot from that. Learn a few, you know? few things from that. And the, the best thing is that his net worth changes based on his emotions. You hear about this? No, it, briefly. <laughs> apparently, he went to went to court once, and he made the statement. He's like, depending on how I'm feeling of the day, my net worth changes because he's you see, he put, puts this like obscene value on the name Trump and the brand, right? Yeah. So it's like you know sometimes the brand's doing all right and the net worth's like ten million. Sometimes it ain't. Sometimes it's like hundred million. So like it's a yeah. I mean that's that's not completely false. It's not. Right? Yeah, it's like, not completely false. It's true. I mean the fact that you could estimate it might not be all that accurate, but I you know I like to believe that Don has some has some tricks. But apparently he's not a billionaire. I mean he claims he's a billionaire, but a lot of pe- pundits who actually look at this stuff and, and details claim that he actually only has about like hundred hundred fifty million dollars, which is a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's a I see, lot. this is where I don't understand. Like, he released his short form financial statements, which say he's worth like billions or imply he's worth billions, but his tax returns have not been released yet. And Mitt Romney, like, threw it down this week, said, like, I don't think he's going to release his tax returns. So I don't know if, like, that is the more conclusive document that will be able to say, like, this dude is definitely a billionaire or not. But you hear both ways. I think he's got to be at least worth $1 billion. That's just my take. I don't know. He, what, what he used to do, at least, first thing is bail out Kanye, right? $53 million? That's like Trump change to Trump. Kanye, give Kanye $1 billion for Kanye West ideas. He would appeal to the Kanye fan base, which he's probably not appealing to right now. Get himself a couple – if he was smart, that's what he'd do. Yeah. I mean, and he's a smart man. He's, he's really smart. He's really smart, dude. He went to the Wharton School of Economics. He's really smart. Dude. And he's also got like – he's got really great words he uses too, right? Really great. He's no, He knows all the best words, dude. The SAT words, the ACT words, all them words. Living on a prayer, like that's really the definite. Like, if you actually believe in Donald Trump, like you're kind of just assuming, like, yeah, he can figure it out. That's like that's like your logic. It's like, yeah, he'll figure it out. Like yeah. he's a smart dude, he'll figure it out. <laughs> and like, I think that general idea isn't so far fetched when it comes to the presidency. And then we've talked about this before. It's like, yeah, I don't think anybody's really prepared to be the president. Yeah. Um, like everyone's up there being like, I, you know, was a senator and I was a governor. It's like, yeah, none of that shit's similar at all. Sorry. Yeah. Like maybe being a governor sort of is like you're an executive of some sort, yada, yada. Being a CEO, maybe. But it's like, it's not. Like, come on. Like you're not going to like really understand what the hell it's like to be president. So it's like, you know, he's making a case for it. He's trying to explain it. He's trying to break it down. I'm okay with that. I think he'll figure it out. I mean, I'm looking at his site right now, all of his positions. He's got some legit stuff over here. He's got like, he took some time. This looks like two or three pages double spaced on his positions of healthcare his, reform. His website looks like a motherfucking WordPress blog. <laughs> it does look that shit still look like that? <laughs> yeah, it does. But it looks like he, he did a little bit of research here. You know what I love though was that uh, uh, in the, the recent GOP debate, yo, Fox News went ham on him. They were, they were going hard. Yeah, dude, hard. they're like fucking, that's because the Republican establishment, dude, doesn't want him to rise. They don't want him to, they don't want him to prosper. They don't want America to prosper. Yeah, I know, right? That's disappointing. They want one of those lame-ass uh, establishment candidates to come and take him. But yeah, they can't stop this movement. They can't, they can't stop it. Sorry, Megyn Kelly. So, Sorry, Wallace, Wallace, dude, whatever your name is. Wally Wall. Carl Rove, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fear, I mean, Papa Bear's always got something up his sleeve, so I wouldn't be surprised. Papa Bear likes to look like he's neutral. He likes to look like he doesn't actually – like he, oh, he never wants to seem like he's intimidated by anybody, but you can tell he is intimidated by the Don. He's intimidated. That's like, – uh, you think so? 
He's just like he always tries to come off and like especially when he does on stage interviews because he's like a tall dude. He's like six foot four, six foot five, and like he like what he does is after the debate interviews, he like tries to like he like he's like kind of a bully. Like the dude's a bully, and like um, he the, the Don will not be bullied, and so I think you just see him like throw it back at him, and uh, he was like you know like we've been fair to you, and he's like no you haven't, you haven't been fair to me, Bill, you haven't been fair to me, <laughs> and he's like I think we've been fair to you. He's like you haven't been fair to me. Um, like you just like they just kept going back and forth like I know you are, but what am I for like five minutes? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> Um, the, my favorite exchange, though, uh, well, the two favorite exchanges. One favorite exchange was when Chris Wallace called him out on uh, Medicare drug negotiation for reduction in spend and, and healthcare spend. When he's like, we're going to save $300 billion in negotiating drug prices. And Chris Wallace is like, well, we only spend like the total amount is $72 billion, So we can't save more than there is. <laughs> I guess like a, a divide by zero moment. It's like, you just don't make no sense, dude. But it didn't stop him. He did it didn't not stop, stop him. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. I meant negotiating across everywhere, man. I'm just negotiating, man. Of course we're going to save money, dude. Of course. Come on. It was great. <laughs> you know how this works, Chris? No, you don't. Cause you haven't created one job in your life. Not one job. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And of course the, the famous statement that everyone's talking about is the, uh, the little hand statement that he, uh, he was talking about. It's so amazing. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, how does that shit happen? It's like, yeah, it says he's trying to imply some other shit. I guarantee I you guarantee it's all good. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I'm going to prove it on stage. I'm going to guarantee it right now, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking Trump, dude. Little Marco. Oh, my God. So good. You saw that. You saw that that uh, that clip of Chris Christie looking like he was like a hostage. Oh, that was great. <laughs> like, yeah. behind the scenes there. That was so good, too. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, what have I done? What have I done? Like six New Jersey newspapers. Mango, I hope you're listening. Your own governor here. Um, six New Jersey newspapers like called for him to like resign. Like they're like had like this banded statement. They're, like, yeah, this is not no. This like betrays all sense of like, you know, like composure and like logic we thought this dude had uh, to endorse Donald Trump. Yeah. It's pretty funny, dude. Jesus. Uh but, but I mean, well, you know who else who performed well at that debate though? My boy Kasich. I didn't know if Ben Carson was there or not for like the first 40 minutes. Yeah, I only he realized there, he wasn't. But they used, they used one. No, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. I was thought it? I saw him in an image. Was he? It's hard to know, dude. It's hard to know. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to know. Oh, man. Case, see, Kasich says reasonable things, but his mannerisms are all goofy. Like he waves his arms around. And he kind of like does like this like Magilla gorilla thing that like he does like – I feel like if he had like a – he came across better, like sort of like, you know, in terms of physical composure, he'd probably be better off. He just kind of looks a little goofy. Yeah, is, is the, he, the dude's the dude's kind of like, like your mad goofy uncle. He's like a smart uncle, but he's also like kind of goofy. Um, yeah, he needs uh, to practice his, uh, his motions on the stage. I mean, people have thought about what is this? What about the idea of Trump? You know, of course he's going to win. Uh, but like, what if he picks Kasich to get like Ohio? Like, I don't even know if Kasich would go with Trump. But like, that's an interesting idea. Like, that would that would really be like. That would be like a Star Wars moment where, like, the emperor, you know, like, the republic has fallen. The empire is like, risen. Like, when, like, if, like, someone like Kasich, who is so seemingly against this stuff, is like, yeah, I'll be your VP. I'll do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting. I mean, he's he's from my home state, my boy. You remember what Natalie Portman said in episode three? This is how democracy ends with thunderous applause. How stabbed, dude. Yeah, so I, 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 some of those rallies, though, for Trump are pretty frightening. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. Booming voice on the PA. People getting kicked out. It's, it's not good, dude. Not as bad news bears, dude. You know what I want, though? It's like if, if Trump does come into office and he does some like egregious, heinous shit, I'm excited for the revolution, man. I'm going to join in. I'm going to fight. It's going to be great. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think we've gone too long without a revolution. Like this this country is, is so itching for a revolution. Like, I know. Isn't it? I mean, our generation is so complacent and like – it's been remarkably stable, right? Every presidency has had a peaceful transition. Like we, we think that's a great thing. Like that's actually a testament to how this country runs, how the government works, like all, all peaceful transfer of power every presidency yeah. effectively. It's like I don't think that's what America's about. I just – I don't think that's going yeah. to sustain, dude. We want that blood, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like we've become so complacent that like all – the ills that occur in our society, we just, you know, either protest against it or just like kind of talk about it on Twitter and Facebook. I wanted to get so bad that we're compelled to fight back. We're compelled to rebel and compelled to get on the streets. You just want a cause to fight for. Yeah, everyone needs a cause, man. And like I'm thinking like at this point in time, if it actually – if he is – if he does realize his fascist tendencies, I think that will be enough for our generation to wake up and start start fighting back. That would be fun, dude. With all the guns in circulation, this could get pretty ham, dude. Dude, the Derp Squad, the Derp Squad get, get, get together. 
lead an army. Band of nerds from Johns Hopkins are really gonna. We're gonna we're, turn the tides. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be the frontiersmen <laughs> of this. We, yeah. we have trouble setting up mics and editing podcasts, yep. but we're gonna. But don't you worry. Yeah. When the revolution arrives, you, know <laughs> you, you can call. trust on us, dude. We're resourceful. Yeah, I was. I was no microphones involved. I was a Boy Scout, dude. I know how to do stuff. Were you a Boy Scout? I was. A, I was a Weeblo. I was a Cub Scout, and I was oh, a Boy Scout. I was a Weeblo too. So my story is: so the Weeblo is like the th- last phase in being a Cub Scout before you become a Boy Scout. I believe before the Arrow of Light. Yeah. What, which perv made it called Weeblo? Like, what the fuck? Weeblo. Like, yeah. like the worst, worst fucking name ever. Like, there's like a billion animals that all sound cool. You pick Weeblo, which isn't even an animal. So we be loyal or some shit yeah, is supposed to be, be what loyal, it is. Yeah. Anyway, that shit's fucked up. Um, I crossed the Arrow of Light Bridge, yeah. which is like becoming a Cub Scout to a Boy Scout. One of my first camp out was like, fuck this shit, then quit. So I felt kind of bad because I like said I was going to be in it for the long haul. You know, did the whole ceremony, did the like, you know, blood rite, did like the ritualistic shit, sacrifice some animals. Yeah. And then I decided like not to do it. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because like there was always this like uh, fucking derby challenge where you did a build like a, a little. Cl- oh, yeah. You remember those things, right? I did, it, was, it was dragon boats for us. Yeah, the the, the derby challenge thing from uh, in Boy Scouts was hilarious because like my my dad and I never participated. Because like fuck that shit, man. I don't want to. We don't want to build like a pinewood derby car and like spend time together doing that. Like it's a waste of time. We'd rather go to Best Buy. Like it's like not yeah. not part of the way we bonded. But like one year, one of the one of the other parents came to my dad and it's like you know so why why don't you um you know do the pinewood derby with Monic. You know, in a very accusatory fashion, he's like, he's not being a good parent because we haven't participated in the Pinewood Derby in the community. Because, like, in a small community, like, where I grew up, like, Boy Scouts are everything. So, if your family's not in Boy Scouts and you're not, like, heavily participating, you're viewed as an outsider. So, my dad took this as a personal attack. He's like, fuck this shit, dude. We're we're, we're going to destroy destroy the Pinewood Derby. So, my brother came in, my dad. We started, like, visiting every hardware hardware store in, like, a 50-mile radius to build, like, the perfect Pinewood Derby car, like, aerodynamically pure and shit. Like, and we won. We won it that year. Um, And then uh, it was... I think we left Brown soon Town. after. Brown Town Rising. We left Boy Scouts soon after. I was like, fuck that. Yeah, I just couldn't do the camp out thing. I just like, why would I sleep on the floor with a bunch of my friends when we could just sleep on the floor inside instead and play video games? I know, right? Oh, well, I like the outdoors. I'm, I'm going to fight back a little bit. I though. like going to the outdoors and then quickly coming back to the indoors. There needs to be a plan where it's like, all like, right. I don't, need this, I don't need to sleep outdoors. Like, why? Think about how many of our relatives and ancestors died on the plains of like Africa, Asia, to, like, make it so we could sleep on the indoors without incident. Like, why would I go sleep on the outdoors? Yeah, it's like I've had my fill. Like, I'm done. You know? like <laughs> I think it's a dishonor to the sacrifice of our forefathers to sleep on the outdoors. I'm going to put that out there. Can't argue with that logic. That seems pretty Can't sound. Can't argue with that. That sounds pretty um, sound, dude. <laughs> I bet Donald Trump would say that to me. He'd be like, why would I sleep outside? I got great buildings. I got, it's the greatest building. Why do you think I built this building, dude? Why did it's a big building. The light from the Trump symbol will warm you, dude. Just... Sit outside. It actually, it is strangely inspiring though, still. And I know we've also discussed this in the past. Like it kind of, in a way that is not like non-obvious. It's like the fact that this dude, like you said, can just like be faced with facts, like the Medicare thing. Just be like, no, in response. Just be like, no, nope. It kind of gives you a little bit of like insight and like the world is not quite as organized and logical as you might think, right? We're still a bunch of high functioning apes who have built a society around our own assumptions yeah. and kind of mutual social contracts. And you can break that shit in a second. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I'm, no. Yeah, and people nope. still trust him, man. Facts be damned, dude. I think, but I think people like him because he's willing to step outside of the usual. It's like, I'm not going to respond to your question. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you I'm going to bomb ISIS. You can figure it out later. Yeah. You'll, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know when you'll the bombs flying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's just like, he's not going to play that game. It is, it's like, it's like one of those like glitch in the matrix sort of things. It's like, it's just like, oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to act a certain way. Is Donald Trump completely free? Is he, is he, has he freed his mind? <laughs> is he? Well, if you, watch, if you, if you watch uh, like interviews of him as a younger man, like he has a lot of the same affectations, but he does not seem like he's like gone off. Like it seems like, so there's like similarities. There's like sort of like similar vague statements, but like the demeanor, like the caricature of like how he like his like voice and like the expressions he makes. Like it seems like he, there was like some sort of binary flip, some bit flip that happened at some point. Maybe it's when he started becoming a reality show star. But it's like he definitely became like this zanier dude at some point, and he was not. So it's like maybe he did achieve enlightenment, you know? It's possible, man. I mean, have like, we, have we considered this? The one thing though is that have you heard, seen interviews with his wife, Melania? Melania, yep. Mm-hmm. It's great because like I don't want to you know discredit her too much, but the interviews are hilarious because you know one she's an immigrant. Obviously, you pair that with 
Trump's immigration policy, it's kind of a hilarious disconnect there. But the other thing is like when she's posed the question, so what are you going to do as a first lady? What, what What's the cause you're going to fight for? Every interview, she's like, I have many causes. And when I'm in the White House, I'm going to pick a cause and I'm going to work for that cause. It's like the, the biggest non-answer. So like it runs in the family. <laughs> like just yeah, giving I mean, non-answers. I, I, but I think that's also kind of real. It's like, I don't know what cause I would pick. Yeah, I know. Like, but I'm I mean, not- like you got to have. But what's revealing is maybe she's being truthful and authentic that she doesn't even have a cause yet. And she's like, no I'm clue. just taking care of my kid, man. I got my yeah. DT's kid. He's a handful, right? But at the same time, is that do we, don't we do we want a first lady who has a cause, who's actually passionate about something, who's fought for something in her previous life? Like, I totally forgot they have an infant child. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. He always shows like his two young sons who look like, you know, like, like you know, Cell from Dragon Ball Z look like Cell Jr. <laughs> like his kids. Um <laughs> But I forgot he had a baby too. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Ah, but you know, whatever. Yeah. More power to him. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just got a sense from this interviews, especially the interviews when they're both together, that it's like extremely awkward. I'm curious what their actual relationship and family life is like. But I don't know if you compare that to like uh, Michelle Obama or any other first lady who like comes in with a decided vision and was previously working towards that vision before the office, like just seems actually presidential like it doesn't <laughs> it's like come on yeah. like oh oh speaking of first ladies uh, r.i.p nancy reagan who passed away oh, this yeah morning. yeah yeah i heard this that's RIP. Um, i don't know much more about that i just saw it on twitter yeah. so i'm about as informed as the general public um just so that she died yeah i mean I, I can see the need for like substance but i just don't think that's what we're about right now as a country like i just don't i don't think people care that much about substance right now yeah like you could tell me an answer and like, it's not satisfying that you have one. It's like, what's satisfying <laughs> is like the fact that like, did I think you were being honest during that process? Um, yeah. And with DT, it's like, yeah, he is. It's like, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to answer that question, so he's not gonna. Anyway, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what dude. happens. <laughs> what's the next big thing that's happening in the election? Um, I think it's just this slow accumulation up till the conventions. You know, right? Is it what's what's the chance of having a brokered convention? What are the? Yeah, that's really the key thing. Is like, will that play out? Will like what Romney said is like in Florida. Vote for Marco Rubio in Ohio. Vote for Kasich. Like you, like he's basically telling everybody to collude together. Who's not Trump? Not to get their own votes for any one person, but basically to try to lock him out of getting any more states. Yeah. Um. And nobody seems to be willing to do that, really, because like everybody is like you know deluded and thinks they can win. Um. But like it's like will any will they try to enact Romney's plan? Um. In some way, like try to lock him out of the convention, try to broker the convention. Um. I don't know. Mitt Romney was seeking Donald Trump's endorsement last time around, so I don't. Yeah. I mean, come on, Mitt. I mean, like, according to Donald, he's like, Romney was begging me. He was begging me for money. Would have gotten on his knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> it's so great. But um, on the Democratic side, um, it's just boring, dude. I just don't even watch it over there. It's just like because they're talking about facts and like policy issues and oh, stuff. I, was like, I don't want to watch this, shit, dude. Who wants that? Who wants that? Oh. You know, speaking of like crazy politics, House of Cards is back. You watched any of I that? I never got into that, man. I think uh, first season's really pretty good. Uh, second and third are also quite entertaining. Like it's such a binge watching show. Like it's yeah. perfect for Netflix. Makes perfect sense. It's on Netflix. Um, I'm excited to watch season four. But like uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like say like the hype is a little bit out of whack compared to like how good the show actually is. Like it, it's not quite as good I think as it gets credit for. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Spacey's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's how many seasons is it now? It's quite a few, right? Four. It's on its fourth now. Fourth just Four came season. out yesterday. Yeah, I, got, I can't do that. Uh, I mean, I, the only episode, uh, shows I've been watching recently are Broad City and New Girl, dude. Two best shows, man. <laughs> New, what is Broad City? <laughs> You're in a Broad City? No. Oh, man. Broad City is so funny, dude. I got like a major crush on this girl, Alana, in Broad City. It's like the perfect, perfect girl. Well, that tells me everything I need to know about it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's like, have you heard of the show Girls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Broad, Broad, Broad City is compared to Girls, but it's like a ton better. I've only watched a few episodes of Girls. But Broad City, basically, comedy series follows these two young girls in New York, like our age, in New York City, just going through life and being kind of hedonistic. and Making my way downtown. Pretty much, dude. And it's like, okay. uh, they have like a cast of really weird characters that fit a lot of stereotypes, but the antics they get themselves into and it's like good humor like they don't like their humor doesn't attack people it's more of they find themselves in really weird situations um and it just like produces like hilarious hilarious stuff no ads no ads dude and hannibal hannibal burress is in there yeah you know hannibal 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's in he's in Broad City. He's but, the guy who outed Bill Cosby for being. Yeah, crazy. exactly. That's what I was that was his claim to fame, dude. But no, I would I would highly 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 recommend Broad City. I mean, the third season just came out like two weeks ago, so I've been catching up on that. But first two seasons are great. Third season looks like it's excellent as well. <laughs> there's there's a trend here, Monic, where you are watching shows centered on young urban women. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, dude. Well, I mean, New Girl. Well, Zoe Deschanel is not a New Girl anymore. It's it's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, she's so. What happened was she's on. In the show, the plot is she's on jury duty. So she's out for a month, but actually, well, she's out for the season, but actually she's pregnant. So they had to replace her with another person and it's Megan Fox. So Megan Fox is in New Girl now as well. And I mean, you should watch New Girl uh, because they got, they have uh, Hannah Simone. It's like gorgeous, um, half Indian, I think half Swedish person. And she's really funny as well. And then the characters in New Girl are great too, but Trying to decide what type of humor you'd like more. You'd probably like Broad City more than you, girl. I think I like Rack City more. Rack City. Rack City. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, dude. Broad City, top notch. Top notch. I just can't get into like these. I don't know. It's like for slice of life shows. I, yeah, I have to like watch in like I have to like res like the characters have to resonate with me like the first episode or two. Otherwise, I just can't get into them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, like if they do resonate, it's like I will watch. Like all seasons of Frasier. I will watch like all seasons of Seinfeld. I'll watch like all seasons of like um, Arrested Development back when I was like really into it. Yeah. It's like, but it's like it really is dependent on the characters. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I'll try the both. The thing about New Girl is like New Girl is like follows like a classic sitcom formula, right? Like each there's a situation. Episode has, yeah, it's exactly. comedic. Each episode has a progression, blah, blah, blah. And there's a plot line you can like trace through. Broad City doesn't really follow those conventions, which makes it kind of unique as well. And the good thing is you can see if you like it, if you just watch some of their short clips. Why do they call it Broad City? What does Broad City mean? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know why they got the, picked that name. Hashtag cryptic. Yeah, dude. But if you watch some short clips on YouTube, you can get a sense if you like it or not. I will maybe check it out. It's uh, the highest rated first season in 2012 among young the uh, adult group of 18 to 34. A, a young Among tween girls? <laughs> no, dude. A lot of guys Hedmonic. watch it too. A lot of guys watch it. It's It's got season one, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. 96. TV ratings are not to be trusted on Rotten Tomatoes is what I've learned. Um, like they're usually above 90 or like below 10. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to go to AV Club, dude. Hashtag thoughts, you know. Hashtag auteur. Uh, auteur for a while I thought was a fake word. Um, <laughs> it's just like someone misspelled some shit. This is not like like, <laughs> like an actual word. Amateur? Is that what you meant? Amateur? <laughs> it's like the exact auteur. opposite. <laughs> the term auteur let me tell you in Silicon Valley tossed around a little too liberally I'm sure in New York City as well it's like it's like I oh, just gotta get that auteur swag on dude just who, gotta... who, who, who you heard using the word auteur well, everyone like you know they talk they would talk about Steve Jobs talk about other people who have been successful in the valley they, they use the word auteur to describe yeah. a entrepreneur or somebody who's a technologist who they feel contributed in this artistic like you know like they want to make like it's like a way of like saying like this dude was like a da vinci or something like without being quite that crazy it's like he was an auteur he was like a stanley kubrick he was like a yeah. you know somebody like you, you hear the term used in this sort of like because it, it kind of shows that you have like an artistic sensibility and it also shows that you're not like gonna go as egregious as saying like they are comparable to and like a specific figure so you just say the word auteur um i've noticed that have you seen the jobs movie yet I haven't. I haven't seen. I saw. I saw the Ashton Kutcher one. God bless Ashton Kutcher. He is from my hometown of it. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We got some good. We got some mutual friends. He seems like a good. You guy. got mutual friends with Ashton Kutcher, dude. Yeah, dude. Good family friend goes out and visits him every uh, every summer. I think. Yo, yeah. punked, dude. We should get on yeah, that. Dude. I should. I should. I should definitely reach out. Like, like the email would be like, "Hey, I know that you know this dude that I know. You want to like?" No, man. I'm thinking even bigger than that. I'm thinking sponsorship to the NYC. Oh, yeah, well, that's true as well. Shit. I don't, that's why we have you on the show. My big ideas. I didn't even think <laughs> the about big that. ideas, dude. The big All ideas. Right, uh, well, listeners, want, if you're curious, two episodes ago we were talking about gifts on a T. Remember that gifts on a T-shirt? Mm-hmm. I've been I've been working I've been crafting a little something something a little business plan action going on with gifts on teas just okay okay well let's let's, let's, let's save that for Ashton yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, no like yeah he uh, I, I that movie was so bad like with him as Steve Jobs yeah. and was it a um, I forget who was Wozniak it was it was like some other dude who looks kind of like Seth Rogen but it wasn't Seth Rogen um, he was also in like super bad. Um, I did not see the latest movie with Michael Fassbender yeah um, I feel like. I should see it because it sounds like it's an Aaron Sorkin movie. It's a Steve Jobs movie. Like I would want to see it. Yeah. But like it's one of those things that's been talked about so much that I don't even – I just like maybe I'll wait a few years. I don't know. Yeah, I got nominated for the Oscars. Um, Did it? 
Uh, really? Yeah, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, actor in leading role. Yo, our boy Leo, Le- our boy Leo finally won. I know, man. Finally won an Oscar. My boy. I haven't. I didn't watch that movie yet, though. I didn't either. It looked too intense. I was like, I don't want to watch Leo in the Wilderness with a bear for like four yeah. hours. <laughs> I was surprised that the Spotlight movie, the movie on um, uh, the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church, won Best Picture. I thought that was pretty surprising. Yeah, it's like getting edgy. It's like Illuminati. You losing your grip? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've ever had any grip with like the Oscars, dude. Like the liberal Hollywood elite. I don't know. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Uh, looks interesting. It reminds me of the other movie that kind of focused on that. Um, on the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church was the movie Doubt. Have you seen that? No, Wait. but I remember hearing about it. What's what's that? Well, it's Is with, it like similar in focus? Yeah, it's with Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, but basically a nun accuses uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie for abusing a child in the church, and uh, she never knows for certain, and that's why the idea of doubt comes into play. But I'd say, you know, in the past like decade, one of my favorite like scene, end scenes in a movie has been the end scene of Doubt. And it's Meryl Streep, who's the nun who's accusing him, so it's like, Really amazing actors and actresses. Sadly, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman died, I think, last year. Uh, but the guy is a fucking incredible actor. And Doubt is probably one of my favorite movies he's been in. But if you, I mean, I'd watch that movie just uh, just to, to see the end scene because it's pretty powerful. All right. Well, I will add that to my list of recommended things that you've told me to watch that I will eventually watch. Um, well, yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, that's, I've been, like, I hear the term, you know, hear about Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot. I never actually watched many of his movies. Oh, yeah? So mm. that's on my list of things to do for sure. Yeah, he is really fucking talented. But them drugs, dude, the drugs got him. <laughs> but them drugs. <laughs> but the drugs, dude. Shouldn't do drugs, man. Combined drug intoxication. That reminds me of that uh, that Kanye song, Crack Music. That's that crack music. <laughs> that's sad, though. I mean, a lot of this, my favorite actors, like Heath Ledger as Joker in Dark Knight, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I totally forgot that Heath Ledger died. Did he die because of a drug overdose? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell if it was that or like some, like a car, uh, yeah. Like car accident, drug, like all these sort of like immediate tragic things like blend together. So it's like I don't, like with Hollywood stars. So it's like I, I always forget which, what, which happened to who, which is like really tragic. Yeah. It's no good, man. That's why I stay away. You know, you know, you see that video of Keanu Reeves like shooting shit. No. You, oh, you gotta watch the video, dude. Like they showed, like it's called like the one. Like it's like this is like video of him at like a shooting range preparing for some movie. Like he has like a bunch of guns and he's just like doing target practice. Yeah. The dude like goes ham. Like oh, yeah? it was like reposted by like all of these like like shooting clubs and like uh, people who are like. Like notif- like certified tough guys, like you know, like like you know, guys who like like the Go Ruck team and those kind of guys. Like like it was badass. Like it showed like him like like switching between different guns and like shooting all sorts of stuff. Like basically, like the the theory is like this dude is like actually knows what he's doing. Oh well, no, I mean I was watching. I mean Keanu. Everyone gives. I've always been a Keanu supporter from day one. Yeah, you know this. day one, day one Keanu supporter. And like right uh, I think he's a great actor, but also he's incredible work ethic and he's just a good person. He's dealt with a lot of tragedy in his life as well, right? In a span of like a week, he lost his girlfriend and lost his daughter. No, it's like it was a miscarriage. Like, his, like it was, um, there was a miscarriage and then his fiance, like they, uh, I thought there was like a miscarriage and then like they split up or like, then she died after that. It was yeah. like something crazy. Yeah, it was really bad. But then like apparently for when he was preparing for the first John Wick film, uh, all of the stunt uh, actors who were training him were like, this dude is... He was like training like 10 hours a day, five days a week for like eight months. Like he was going ham and it was like, this guy's fucking incredible work ethic and is just humble with everyone. And then another unknown fact people don't know about is like after the Matrix and Matrix made bank for him, right? He ended up donating a lot of the money he made to all the special effects artists on the team. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty substantial amount, like a couple of million bucks. All right. I'm actually just going to link this to you. You can watch this right now, dude. Yeah, let me watch this shit. Yeah, I linked it. I'm watching it. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. He's going. Is your mind blown? I mean, he's going a little slow, dude. This is. I mean, he's, it seems like something I could do right now. No, honestly. Honestly, on. dude. I'm not even joking right now. He's like walking to each section, dude. Yeah, he's like hitting the targets properly. It's like actually shooting uh, them. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can't see that he's, you know, hitting all of these targets, but I guess he's... I can walk and shoot things, too. Yeah. I mean, have you seen me play Destiny? I mean... I have. Right. <laughs> Good point. Uh, I'm not. I'm not impressed, Keanu. I was. I, I thought he was going to do some like GI Joe stuff. You know his middle name is Charles. I did not know that. Keanu Charles Reeves. And apparently, according to Wikipedia, it's pronounced Keanu. Hmm. Keanu Reeves. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not going to. I'm not going to call him that. Mm-mm. That's like that's a him problem, not a us problem. That's a, that's a him <laughs> problem, dude. Um, 
<laughs> I should use that. I just want to use that more often in everyday life. That's, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm not about dividing people, but like sometimes that's just too good. That's to just use. what happens, man. You can't. When you add it up. You can't take on all those problems on your own. Sometimes it ain't your problem. That's true. Hashtag deep thoughts. <laughs> I still got to watch Straight Outta Compton. I, I, I like how this has become like just a rambling on videos and movies you want to watch. Yeah, I like dude, this. Is, this is like this is exactly what's what this episode had to be. There was no other way it could have gone, man. Quantum non-locality locality. Yeah. This is exactly what the universe In every wanted. universe, it was like this. In every un- Well, maybe. I gotta I gotta listen to some more Deepak Chopra, dude. I have not had the blessings upon my ears the past like several months. I just need to get back in the zone. Anybody out there, if you're ever feeling down, you're ever feeling like you know you're you're alone in the universe, um, you need some guidance. Just YouTube Deepak Chopra and listen to some listen to some great, completely logical things that he has to say. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's coming to New York soon. I gotta hit up one of his retreats. That's true. Well, speaking of. Um, you know, ways of getting into the zone and uh, and all that stuff. You, you, did, did you pick up all the incense that you knocked over? Is that still all over your desk right uh, now? I just left them all over my desk right now. Some of them, some of them, you know, broke. I mean, and listeners, I don't know if I've talked about my incense fascination yet on the cast, but I mean, it's just that <laughs> I love incense, dude. I burn incense when I wake up in the morning, in the middle of the day, when I go to bed. I got multiple types. I got uh, Japanese incense. So Japanese incense, uh, just for reference, are th- uh, a little bit thicker uh, incense and then also shorter. So they burn quicker than your classical Indian or Tibetan incense. But the Japanese incense, you get a lot of different uh, scents with them. It's not like an Indian incense is usually a, a singular scent, like smells when you go in an Indian temple, but Japanese incense has a multi- multiple different scents in it. And I have lotus, I have gardenia, is there, I have Is there the chance, and again, I should know this also being of Indian background, but like, can that shit set off a fire alarm if you burn that shit inside of a normal apartment? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I burned quite a few. smoke alarm, smoke alarm. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I burned quite a few at some time. And I actually bought two incense holders now. So I got this incense holder with a little Buddha sitting on there and I could put it in the Buddha statue and burn the incense. And I got this lo- lotus Feeling mad spiritual incense dude. holder, dude, that I can burn the Japanese incense on. You're watching all these like young urban white girl comedies burning incense in your apartment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on, dude. <laughs> living the life, man. Living the life. Living, living that Vanessa Carlton life, dude. <laughs> White houses, dude. I'd walk a thousand miles <laughs> to find some incense. Oh. I actually do want to get some incense, though. Dude, it's bad calming, man. You put a little incense on, drink a little coffee or some tea, get some work done, pop some Centrum Silver. It's like game, set, match. Pretty much achievement unlocked, enlightenment unlocked. It helps you set a routine in the day, right? Like, you know, in the morning, you could wake up, that, wake up, burn some incense, you know, and go about your day. And it's like a good reset button. Yeah. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, you got to pay. I mean, the, because the action of... You know, taking the incense out of the box, you know, then burning it and then like putting it, putting in the holder and then burning it, putting in the other holder and setting that all up. That just that behavior and that action is like a good, good thing. I don't know. Is it also just cathartic to light some shit on fire every morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> like I'm going to burn some shit up. It's just a nice, uh, nice feeling. And then sometimes you can pair it with actually meditating. Right? Wait, so between your vape life and your incense life, how much shit is swirling around your apartment, dude? <laughs> it's just all smoke, dude. It's just all smoke. 420 blazing, dude. 420 blazing. <laughs> Coming to your apartment, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? My apartment smells mad nice, though. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, um, incense, that's another part. It's like you can always have it smell like mad, you know, like mad ethnic, for lack of a better word. Exactly. And like, everyone buys those like glade things or like fucking febreze mm-mm, mm-mm. incense or where it's at yeah that shit will like stay in your walls do stay in your carpet yeah stay everywhere <laughs> um that is pretty funny though like, so the vape life dude, i got to i was walking through i forget what building somewhere yeah and like this dude like i like it was like somebody like hot boxed one of these rooms like a vape and like that shit just smelled fucking awful like mm. i don't know what kind of flavorings or other yeah. things they put in there but it's like it's not as bad as cigarette smoke but the the flavors and the artificial shit that got going on in these vapes these days man it does not it was pretty well i mean it depends like a lot of the vapes people use are like custom vapes that are usually pretty unsafe right like the liquids over there are unsafe they're cut with like a lot of different chemicals that aren't really fda approved 
But then there are more classical brands. Uh, there's a company called Pax Labs that produces uh, yeah. these e-cigs as well and vapes that are a little bit more legit. And they come with a lot of flavors. Like I'm right now using, what is it, chamomile tea as a flavor. It's mad nice. And I think it's like, it's just like, I don't know if it's, yeah, there's like better and worse for sure, like in terms of flavors and smells. But it's like, you just got that shit like flowing all around. It's like, I don't know. It just doesn't smell that good. Yeah, but then you got that nicotine, dude. I'm not about that nicotine life, dude. <laughs> I should probably stop, honestly. It's not good, man. Like, I've been, I've been using this for a while now. I used to stop. But I can't stop, dude. I'm addicted. I can't. It can't stop. Won't <laughs> <I> stop. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag problems. I'm addicted now. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. The grand scheme of things. I mean, what could go wrong? I don't know. My, my, how I rationalize it, you know, there's no tobacco. There's not, not as many carcinogens, right? And like everyone, everything gives you cancer nowadays, right? And the main thing yeah, is that Fruits, I believe vegetables. in the human race. I believe in science to figure this stuff out. So if I fall ill, science got my back, hopefully. Really, it's a show of faith in the scientific community that you're doing this. That's, exactly, that's exactly right. I'm, t- I'm taking a leap of faith. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. Oh, man. You know, sometimes I can be real smart. Sometimes I can be real dumb, dude. I I ain't a genius no more. No genius. Well, you know, I think we all oscillate between moments of genius and moments of just being dumb. And like, that's, that's what makes us human, man. That's what makes us human. It's that balance. Except for Donald. You know, Donald's just always genius. And loyal. You know, you know what I just realized? Donald Trump talking to DJ Khaled would be freaking amazing. That would be goofy. (laughs) He'd be like, you ever done anything dumb in your life? No, me neither. You a genius. We a genius. We the best. We the best best. business. (laughs) Well, DJ Khaled now got uh, Jigga on board, Jay-Z. He's his manager now. That was such a goofy video. It's just like, he's like, yeah. You manage by the you manage by Hove now, and like he puts the chain on DJ Cal. DJ Cal just looks like this like fat little kid with a chain around his neck. He's just like, yeah, I got a I got a chain now. It's like what what? I don't really understand why Jay Z needs to manage him, but yeah, I mean, good for him, good for Khaled. Khaled's Khaled's doing it big, dude. Jay Z's doing it for the marketing game. Jay Z ain't capitalized on that Snapchat game yet. Maybe this is his play into Snapchat. Title's gonna make a Snapchat competitor, and DJ Khaled will be on that. Boom, calling oh, it. Oh, dude, that's 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 smart. That's smart right there. That's a good one. You're a genius, Jay. <laughs> Apparently, title subscriptions went up after Kanye dropped Life of Pablo on uh, Tidal. Oh, would you look um, at that? Probably not worth the amount of pirated shit that went down as a result of him dropping it only on Tidal. But, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I have no desire to use Tidal. Yeah. Um, New Kendrick but, uh, un- Untitled and Master stuff drop. I gotta listen to that soon. Yeah, I listened to like, the fr- half that album with our friend Mike Z, um, yeah. which we were driving around the other day. It's like... That dude, I think, just has infinite bars in him. Like, yeah. he can just rap for years and years and years. Like, he's just, like, I think he's, it's not even fair to compare him to anybody else. That's just, he just has an incredible, he has, like, lyrics spouting from his head 24-7. Yeah. I want to, I haven't looked into his background. I mean, Kendrick is, like, he's, like, he's like, he has, like, this unimpeachable, like, sort of rap core. It's, like, he grew up in, like, the worst part of Compton. Yeah. Like, like even guys, like... Dr. Dre and those guys who identify with Compton are like, yeah, he's a real dude. He's from like that part of Compton. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, it's like one of those things where like, he's not even playing the same game as uh, you know some of some of the preeminent artists of our time, like Drake, Drake, Drake. At the age of eight, he witnesses idols Tupac and Dr. Dre film the hit signal "California Love." That's pretty cool. Yeah, like he was just like a he was in a really rough part of the you know of la and like i think like he's like he's been able to channel all of that into like his art in like a very like i don't know like oftentimes like abrasive way i just don't think there's anybody else that compares like of this new class of rappers but it's like the the result is like i can't listen to his stuff all that much you know yeah like you have to, it's like breaking bad it's like i gotta be in like a certain state of mind to be able to like to be able to partake it's like it's it's intense it's intense stuff you know yeah, dude, this is you gotta you gotta get in the zone before that. You gotta light some incense before you take a dive on that. Whereas with Drake, you know, you can just listen to that shit all the time. You used to call me on the cell phone, you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh man. Any time of day. Drake Drake season's all season, dude. Drake, Drake, Drake. Oh shit. My Chinese food's here. Oh, shit. Special cloth alert. <laughs> Special cloth alert. I'll be right back. One sec. Hunan Palace doing me right, dude. Got some General Sao chicken up in here. General Sao chicken. 
Whenever you tell people who are actually of Chinese descent about General Tso's chicken, they always roll their eyes at you. Why? Is it not a real real dish? Yeah, apparently not. Oh, well, that's that, that's a they problem, dude. That's, that's a they, they problem, dude. Is, is General Tso's your preferred uh, chicken dish from Chinese establishments? I waver from General Tso to uh, sesame chicken to just a bunch of dim sum. So just I, a bunch, just a big old bunch of dim sum. Yeah, dude, like three, four orders of dim sum. So let me—I've never actually had dim sum. What? Yo, Yo, you need to hit because I'm, I'm like I'm a dude who likes chicken, as as you know, you do as well. You can as get some fellow chicken connoisseurs. Like I just don't like. It's like I don't know what's in the dim sum. You know, I don't know what's going on. You can get dim sum with chicken in it. It just seems like there's an eclectic mix of things that are all unknown to me, and it's like I'm not a dude. I'm all about trying new things, but I want to know precisely what it is that I'm trying. All right, next time you're in New York, we're gonna go to Joe Shanghai. Get some dim sum and dumplings, dude. Soup dumplings. It's mad good. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really had, ever really partake, partaked, partook in dumplings. Oh man, you're missing out, man. I don't know. I'm, I've been fairly, I've been fairly straight and narrow when it comes to the Chinese cuisine. Just get that general so's, get that rice, <laughs> get that shiracha, <laughs> call it a day. Oh, Maybe man. some kung pao if I'm feeling fancy. Sometimes they mess up the kung pao spicy level though. Sometimes they also mess up the ratio of shit in the Kung Pao, dude. It's like 80% yeah, vegetable right? sometimes. Right, right. Where's the chicken at? Where's the chicken at? Where, where are the chicken at? Where's the nuts at? I don't want some no diced chicken, dude. I want some real chicken, dude. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's like I don't feel like I've – I still don't feel in my life that I've given Chinese cuisine a fair shake, you know? Even given a fair shake? I just don't, I don't think I've like tried the whole gamut of what there is to offer. When I was in London last time, I went to this place called uh, the Chinese Laundry. Mm. Um which is supposed to be like homemade Chinese food. Ooh. Um, it was actually pretty good. Um, like they had like this like cucumber, like like diced vegetable starting dish, like this like special thing. Like the alcohol was like all like, it's like petroleum based or some shit. Like mm. it was like tasted really interesting and strong. Like it was a whole different set of things. So I'm like, I didn't even know this stuff existed. Yeah, so, man. you know, I just feel like I've been exposed so much to like the general sow, sesame chicken, like pick a random glazed fried chicken dish. Yeah. And like that's pretty much... 90% of my experience, right? Well, have you ever been to like a Chinese buffet? I have, yeah, but it's like I still go for the wontons and the chicken, dude. Oh, man, <laughs> it's like, you gotta, you know, all the, the beauty of a buffet is you get to diversify, dude. I don't think I, I am not good at optimizing at buffets. I will go straight for the things that look good initially and I will fill up on them and then I'm like, you know, hashtag regrets. I'm like, I, I'm full now. It's like, I can't. <laughs> the more you know, you can probably ascertain someone's personality by how they interact at a buffet. Yeah, I think that's totally true. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of I'm just thinking of mango at a buffet right now. <laughs> I think he'd be very delicate at a buffet. Very yeah. measured. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is true. Like think about all your friends at buffets. Think about whether or not that is reflective of what you believe to be their core personality. Yeah. And I bet listeners the answer will be yes. Yeah. So you already told you already said how you're going to act like a buffet. How do you think I would act in a buffet? I think you'd spend way too much time trying to pick what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would try a little bit of certain things. Uh, you would just, I think you would end up trying quite a few things, but you would still leave with regrets. Yeah, that's uh, 100% accurate. <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of this. Oh, man, now I'm full. I can't actually get the thing I want. It's already gone. <laughs> it's already gone. Hashtag regrets. Regrets, um, dude. Chinese buffet, I think, is more appealing to me than like, like Indian buffet is great, but Indian buffet has like the largest likelihood of me doing exactly that like just filling up on like two things yeah yeah um so indian buffet is actually usually like it's like the dishes themselves are usually like they can't like if you have a great buffet it can be worth it but sometimes like i would rather have just ordered two dishes or something myself it'll be a little bit higher quality versus like me just going to two buffet dishes filling up and then that effectively being the same i mean that's a large assumption if it's higher quality i mean i've ordered food like an entree when a buffet was active at an Indian restaurant. All they did was they went right to the buffet and just piled it up, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> Make that shit fresh. I'm like, I purposely ordered this shit because I wanted it fresh, homie. They're like, it is fresh. That's what they say. <laughs> it's totally fresh. I got I got in an argument once with uh, with the buffet lady once. I didn't get in an argument. I was just asking a question. So basically, I entered this place, right, in New York. And it's one on the front area, a really small, like, rinky-dink Indian place. And they got a buffet going. And uh, it was only like two or three people there. It wasn't run by an Indian person. Not that it means much, but it, it'll factor into the story. Um, so I'm eating my food and it comes to dessert time, right? And they got gulab jamuns, right? So correct me if I'm wrong. Gulab jamuns are supposed to be hot, right? Yes. Typically, yes. You mean there's actually ch- uh, times when it's cold? There's like gu- gulab jamun, I think, in general, which is the one on like the syrupy rose yeah. sauce. Like 
that is that is hot, but there are there are forms of jamun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there are jamun dishes that are not. Right, right. But gulab jamun in the syrupy stuff supposed to be hot. So I get some gulab jamun little syrup, and it's like freezing cold. I'm like, yo, is um uh, just like you know casually kindly asking, hey, is it? Because I was worried for my health, right? If it's not cooked or something, I don't know. So I'm like, hey, is the gulab jamun going to be warm because it's early in the buffet? And she's like, no, gulab jamun served cold. I'm like, girl, you crazy, dude. <laughs> gulab jamun ain't served cold, man. Gulab jamun served hot. I started Google that shit just to verify. And I, I was right. There are a few things in this world that I'm certain of, but I know <laughs> yeah, gulab jamun ain't supposed right. to be cold. So anyone in New York, do not go to Diwani Kas Buffet in the financial district. They serve cold gulab jamun and say that it's right. That ain't right. Yeah, it's like it, it pains us to have to say don't go to a specific place because these people hustle and they try and they try, they try. But that's true. You can't defend the mistake you're making like that. Yeah, unforgivable. <laughs> unforgivable, dude. <laughs> unforgivable. You remember that video? Yeah, unforgivable. Yeah, that's funny stuff. It's like freshman year. Yeah, man. Wow, that was like six years ago. More than that, right? Four, five, six, seven years. Yeah. Now I feel even worse. <laughs> seven years. Ago. Go old, dude. We are, we're getting old, man. But we're still young. But we're old. Our life's got to get started now. I don't want to wait <laughs> for our lives to be over. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's why I'm so excited, Ben. If Trump gets president, we get something to fight for. It's going to be great. I just, yeah, just want, I just want a revolution. You say you want a revolution, and I do want a I'm revolution. I'm waiting for a revolution, man. It's a song. I forget who sings that. Probably Bieber. Waiting on a revolution. Jay Biebs. That was... uh. Tracy Chapman talking about revolu- revolution. Yeah, that's a good one. I think we probably, I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, this episode. yeah I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> we're gonna get yanked off the. If this was any, if it was any stipulation in place that could, like any review process for our podcast, yeah. it would have forcibly cut us off <laughs> yeah. by now. But they can't stop us. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week, episode fifteen, and the week after that, and the week after that, and we're going to the White House. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still love the fact that that could ruin a presidential election in two thousand four. But like talking about your dick on stage and like calling all Mexicans rapists, like no, Mm-mm. in twenty sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> what a world! What a time to be alive! What a time to be alive, dude.